What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Inner Athlete. This is episode number five zero. I am finally at 50 episodes, and I am actually incredibly proud of myself because I started this podcast on a whim, um, and I've committed to doing one episode a week for the last, I guess, almost a year now. Um, and I've only missed two weekends, and they were the last two weekends, and that's because I was in travel and competing and all these other things, and I actually felt really guilty not putting something out there, but I just didn't have it in me and didn't want to just half-ass that, which is going to be kind of part of the topic that I'm going to talk about today because I just have a lot to unpack uh, about the whole experience of the CrossFit Games, and I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time talking about it. Um I honestly did get very sick and could not finish the competition, uh, but it actually really fired me up just being there, being in that environment and realizing that, hey, maybe this is something that I still want to do because this year I've spent a lot of time working in other areas of my life, uh, developing a business and honestly giving full effort into my coaching. But I've often seen that my own desires and wills and and things have kind of taken the backseat burner. And I'm not saying that I want you know, this to take over my life. But I do think that it's important that if we all, myself included, have a goal, it's what I preach to everybody. If you have a goal, something you want to achieve, then you should treat it with respect and you should value the things that are going to get you there. So here's to my 2022 season being my best CrossFit season ever. Um, I'm going to see it out through the end. I've hired an amazing coach, one that I'm really excited to work with and a team that I'm super excited to work with. And I'm just really fired up. I've set some pretty high goals for myself this year, and I will probably unpack those later on. Um, but I'm I'm more so excited to just kind of give it all, give it all I've got, and and go into this without any expectations, but knowing that every single day I'm doing the things I need and enjoying doing the things that I need to to make sure that I get to where I want to be next year. So, with that being said. Um, I did want to talk today because it's kind of been on my mind and I'm sure that a lot of you guys have come off of, if you are listening to this podcast and you're a CrossFit fan, watching some of the amazing feats that we just witnessed and some of the amazing experiences that we might've seen, I, I just felt like it was a good time to kind of talk about some of the mistakes that people make, whether you're going into CrossFit because, um, somebody told you about it and it's going to be kind of more about like just finding people to work out with for the community aspect whether you watch the CrossFit games and you're like ambitiously wanting to pursue a career in the athletic side or the sport side of CrossFit, or whether you're somewhere, somebody somewhere in the middle where maybe you've just been doing CrossFit for a long time and, and have kind of fallen into a routine, but that routine has also sometimes become a rut and you're not really seeing any real significant changes. It's almost like CrossFit has become something that you just kind of do like a, a box checking checking thing. And I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about that. Now I have created an episode and I forget which one it was, uh, where I did talk a little bit about how CrossFit is perceived as some type of a high intensity, uh, like a hit type program where you get your heart rate up really high. We yell at you and, and all these things and that you leave at the end of every day, you know, freaking sweat dripping off of you, uh, like throwing up and all these things. And that is the, the, I guess the picture of what a lot of people think CrossFit is, but that episode, I do talk about how CrossFit has a lot more to it and a lot more uh, details that are actually better for you guys to understand in terms of how to get the most out of your CrossFit journey. Uh, meaning we all sign up for CrossFit. Yeah. Like maybe for the community, but when you're taking those classes, there is a stimulus uh, that we're looking to achieve. And 
there are specific things that we're looking for as coaches and our athletes. And a lot of times people miss those things because they're focusing on one or two aspects of it, of it, which is either a, you know, how much, how many calories the fitness tracker says they're burning or B, you know, how they compare to the other people in the class or, you know, whatever. So anyways, I wanted to talk about some of the mistakes that people make uh, when actually starting CrossFit while doing CrossFit, or even if you've been doing for a CrossFit long time, and if you've been doing CrossFit for a long time, and maybe some things that you might still be doing. And I'm going to start by talking number one about kind of like those beginners, um, or maybe you have been doing CrossFit for a little while. And it's step number one is, or I'm sorry, the mistake number one I wrote was skipping the basics or progressing without returning to the basics. So these are those people that they go into CrossFit and maybe they do have a pretty solid foundation of strength or a base of strength, but they like, you know, they, they come into class and like they're three weeks in and they, all of a sudden they get their first bar muscle up. Um, but it's kind of ugly and they can do plenty of pull-ups, but they keep fighting through these bar muscle ups that aren't great. They don't go back to the foundations of like the steps to developing a bar muscle up, bar muscle up, or even a ring muscle up. You know, they're so focused on that or people that can go in and they do, they can do kipping handstand pushups, but they can't do any strict yet. You know, they're skipping that foundational piece of like that structural strength that they might need to keep them, you know, going longer. And this is where you'll see a lot of people getting injured, um, maybe not progressing as fast as they could be because they're so hung up on that higher level skill that they don't go back to the basics. So step number one, or is, I'm sorry, mistake number one is skipping the basics altogether or, you know, honestly not progressing back to the basics. And this even goes for lifting, you know, those people that they want to be able to snatch and clean and jerk, but they're already strong. They don't want to take the time to learn the basics of the movement. They just keep doing the same movement patterns over and over again. And you and I have both seen that person that muscles through a snatch and you're like, Ooh, that was ugly. That guy's going to hurt himself or that girl's going to hurt herself. So going back to the basics is not you regressing. It's actually going to make you progress a lot faster. In fact, myself, even right now that I'm in my off season, I'm going to be going back to basics a lot, uh, doing a lot of band work, um, on gymnastic skills, just practicing some gymnastic skills that I haven't really been doing, taking a break from some of the high intensity stuff in my second session and doing a lot of that stuff. That's going to make me that much better next season. Mistake number two, and this kind of goes hand in hand with number one, is avoiding mobility limitations, strength limitations, or even ignoring injuries, poor range of motion, things like that. And this is huge in the CrossFit community, especially for those people that have come from a background of bodybuilding, or maybe they're a little bit in the older population in the master's divisions, and maybe you don't have the overhead mobility and it's that person you see that's doing an overhead squat and their elbows are bending and their knees are caving in and they can only get about halfway down. And it literally looks like they're going to break something. Guys, taking this time to work on your mobility, well, you've really got two options. You need to take the time to work on mobility, lightening the loads, even if it is working with a PVC to get yourself better at moving, or you're skipping those movements and you're substituting them with a movement that is going to be safer. Those are your options. There is no other way. So if you've got a 135 pound overhead squat, but you can't lock out your arms past 55 pounds overhead, you should be working with a 55 pound barbell until it gets so easy to do that, that you can then add weight, add weight to it. And this is where it kind of goes hand in hand with number one. If you do that stuff, oftentimes you will progress so much faster and you are less prone to injury. 
uh, which injuries is the other one I wrote here because people will get injured. Um, they, they come into class. You've seen that person. They're like grabbing their shoulder. Maybe they're over like rub it out on the lacrosse ball in the corner. Um, and they're just working through this pain versus like actually trying to identify why they're getting injured. Guys, CrossFit is such a good diagnostic tool. It's not going to cause injury. It actually usually exposes the reason why somebody has been getting injured. So if somebody has poor overhead mobility and they're doing a bunch of dynamic pressing overhead, like push presses and push jerks, it is going to cause an injury. But trying to do that movement and identifying that that person does not have the range of motion and then taking that person and actually working on that range of motion is going to mess, make them less prone to injury. So that's another one. Strength limitations. Um, this is really big, especially with people that um, not just in overall brute strength, which is like back squat, deadlift, bench press, yada, 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 but their ability to maintain positions in strength movements. This is huge in things like the deadlift. You know, that person that doesn't have the strength in their mid back to keep their scaps together or the strength in their hamstrings so their back takes over, or even the strength in their core and their back rounds out, all of those things is, is not good. So they end up loading the bar too heavy. They're working the wrong muscle groups. Um, and it also just pushes through poor range of motion. So number two is avoiding all these limitations, injuries, strength limitations, all that stuff. So this is good. Even if you've been doing CrossFit for a long time, guys, I want you to take this episode and apply it. So if this is you going to the gym this week with the expectations that, hey, the bars are going to be lighter, the movements are going to be simpler, but I'm going to move better this week than I did last week. Uh, the next one I wrote down, and these really aren't in any order, so I might end up jumping around a little bit, was, and this is kind of the opposite of these two. So some people progress too soon, right? That person that goes right after a bar muscle up when they really need to be getting better at moving. Um, step number or uh, mistake number three is that the people that never progress and you know, this person, they've done kipping pull-ups on the same green band for the last three years. And they've just gotten so used to grabbing the same band that it doesn't matter if it's five reps or 50 reps, they're going to be using the exact same band at some point your goal is to get fitter. Okay. So even if your goal is body composition, fat loss, whatever it is, you still need to be overloading the system. And if your body has gotten so used to doing pull-ups in that green band that it doesn't matter if it's five or 50, it's time to progress. It's time to move forward. Your body is not going to change unless you're forcing a reason for it to change. That is how muscle is built. So we need to make sure that we're doing that. So don't get complacent. And if it is a strength or a limitation, you know, for some, some of my clients, I don't recommend snatching for a lot of people because there is a lot of uh, limitations in um, mobility and keeping good positions. And for some people, even a little bit of neurological issues, you know, connecting mo motor patterns correctly for that movement. Then I want you guys to find other movements that you can progress on. So if you're not progressing with a barbell, are you progressing with a dumbbell? Can you graduate from a 15 pound dumbbell to a 35, from a 35 to a 50? Do you know different weights for different stimuluses? Don't just grab that same weight all the time. All right. This is a big one. Number four. Oh God, this one, this one is 
this is probably hands down. I should probably put a big star next to this one. And it's why even as I got away from, you know, running classes at a gym, I still to this day don't believe in this, uh, scaled versus RX. Okay. <laughs> I get it. I'm an athlete and we see the workout on the board and in the CrossFit games, we have to do it at a composition. We have to do it or composition at a composition. We have to do it. But if you're in the class and your goal is fitness, ask yourself, is this smart? So let's just go to the workout 10 down to one of barbell thrusters at 185 pounds for men, I believe, and 135 pounds for women along with wall walks. Uh, not many people in the gym are going to be able to complete that workout. So the option is what stare at the bar and maybe get through the first 10 reps or scale to a loading that is going to be effective for you to feel the strength stimulus, but also be able to keep moving. You know, the, the goal really isn't the scaled or the RX. The RX is the standard that we're shooting for. It's really the scaled thing that I want to get away from. There really should never be a scaled there should always be an RX, whereas this is the gold standard, what we're looking to achieve. Uh, the top level athletes in our gym are shooting for this, but that doesn't mean it's what you should be doing. That is the standard that we're looking to achieve with a, a time, a stimulus, a rep scheme in mind. But I want everybody in the class to find a modification of the weights and the movements that is going to allow you to feel that exact same stimulus. And I'll be honest, there is a lot of times when people scale, they feel that stimulus and they're like, Oh, that hurt <laughs> because it hurts a lot more in CrossFit when you're actually doing it right. So don't be afraid of looking at an RX and not looking at that. Like that's what you're supposed to be doing. Rather the stimulus is what you're looking for. So for instance, Fran, 21 reps, 15 reps, nine reps of thrusters and pull-ups. The goal of the top athletes is unbroken thrusters and unbroken pull-ups. Nowadays, the top level athletes are probably going to be going sub 230. And I say sub 230 and not sub two, because we all know that movement standards can get a little bit shady when you're getting closer to that two minute mark. So we could even call it three minutes of a fran. But the goal is for you to find modifications that are going to test your muscular endurance in the same way and allow you to do the same type of movements in the same way with the same rep scheme. And yeah, maybe it's not going to be unbroken. And honestly, at some point, maybe you are going to be changing the stimulus a little bit because you want to try something different. But for the most part, if you're always changing the stimulus of the workout, you're likely missing a big piece of your fitness. So Stop looking at RX and scaled and start looking at what is the stimulus I'm trying to achieve here and can I maintain my mechanics while I'm pushing the intensity of this workout? So that's really a couple of things you guys can think about. This also goes for, and this isn't another one, but this kind of adds on this is I, I had written down here as like a side note is improper loading is a big one. And this is not just scaled versus RX, but People load improperly, whether it be too light or too heavy. So uh, I'm going to give another example. Let's just say it's Isabel, another CrossFit benchmark, which is 30 snatches for time. And a person is very strong, but they're not comfortable with the snatch. 
So they pick a weight like the empty barbell and they go through the 30 snatches and like, it's like nothing. They didn't really get a good workout in. Um, and they did the movements, but you're not going to be progressing if you're doing that. So that would be an op an opportunity where you went too light. So whether you're not comfortable with the snatch and you need to change it to maybe a power clean or something else, or we need to find that proper loading and get you comfortable doing that movement under fatigue is what I would say there, but improper loading. So either going too heavy or too light, going back to that thruster analogy of the 10 down to one thrusters and wall climbs. Uh, a person going too heavy on that, if you're going to, if the tab, if the time cap is 15 minutes and you're only going to be able to finish the first 10 reps in that 15 minutes, you've likely went too heavy. So always look at like time domains and all of that kinds of stuff too, when you're choosing that. All right. Uh, the next one I wrote down is number five and I wrote competing too often. And this goes for all of you guys out there that take CrossFit classes because Hands down, most people are competing every single day. Every single day they go to class, they see the workout, they look at whose scores are on there. And then when they say three, two, one, go, it's like, got to beat that time. And I don't want to be the last one done. So that competition setting sets in. Guys, that is not the way to progress. Now, it is one thing to be moving really well and have a top score in the gym but knowing that your goal was moving well and not going to that dark place every single day. Guys, I just came off of the CrossFit games and I didn't even get to finish the whole thing because I got sick and had to pull out medically, but every single workout was stressful. Even though the volume wasn't there, I could not maintain that level of intensity every single day. Even now, even now, like uh, every single day of my week, I'm not killing myself on every single workout, even if it is my workout of the day, you know, it's what is my goal today? What is my stimulus? And once or twice a week, yeah, maybe I am pushing really hard on something, but you need to choose your competitions. And I would say picking no more than one to two workouts a week where you're going to really sell out and everything else should be like moving well. You should be able to walk off the floor. That was number five. Number six. All right. Cherry picking. So this goes for cherry picking what you like, cherry picking what you don't like, all that kind of stuff. Only showing up on the days that you like or missing the days that you don't. This is huge. This is where a lot of people end up missing the, the benefits of CrossFit because they're only doing the things that they want to do and they're avoiding the things that they don't want to do, which is great if your goal is like, I just want to feel good every day. But if you're actually wanting to progress with CrossFit, with your body composition, with anything like that, with your fitness, you're going to need to sometimes do things that you don't like to do. Uh, so for instance, for me, for a long time, I hated doing like a lot of accessory work, like the stiff legged deadlifts and yada, yada, yada. Like I just wanted to do more CrossFit. Like I would have done CrossFit five times a day versus doing bent over rows and, you know, Romanian deadlifts. But I've learned now that that's what I need because when I started adding that stuff in, I stopped getting injured as often. And so, uh, and now I actually look forward to it because it is a little bit less stressful on my central nervous system and does allow me to get some extra volume in without killing myself. So cherry picking, uh, people will often skip long workouts. So they miss that longer time domain, uh, which can be huge because a lot of people don't move enough throughout their day. 
And, and most CrossFit gyms typically are going to program in that eight to 12, sometimes 20 minute time domain. And you're going to be missing those longer pieces. And especially if you're sitting all day, um, you know, you're really not doing enough movement in your day to facilitate like a healthy lifestyle. So, uh, which that's a whole other tangent, but I could talk about how sometimes people think, oh, I did my CrossFit workout today. I've done enough today, which is true. You probably have busted your central nervous system up a little bit that day. But a lot of times it's not enough movement for people to really burn enough calories to get like a good metabolic burn throughout their day, which I don't recommend just doing more CrossFit. That's where I would recommend steps, but little tangent. So don't skip the long days. Don't skip the heavy days. Don't skip the lifting. Don't skip the skill work. If you want to get the most out of your CrossFit journey, those are all important. And a well-balanced program is going to incorporate a good blend of all of those things. This also goes down to number seven, where I wrote not educating yourself. So um, I remember when I first started CrossFit, I was on the CrossFit journal almost every single day. I would look at the workout as it was posted and I would literally research what is a thruster? <laughs> what is a snatch? What is, how do you do a toast bar? I was looking things up, looking up tutorials, do, 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 like educate yourself, but not just on the movements and the sport, also like about strength training, like what it should be looking like so that you understand when the client, when a coach says, Hey, I want you to rest three minutes before your next set. You understand why that coach is doing that. There's different energy systems that we're working and those things are so important. All right. That was number seven. So I've got one skipping the basics, two avoiding the mobility limitations. Number three, never progressing. Number four, uh, always going for that RX stamp. Number five, competing too often. Number six, cherry picking. Number seven, not educating yourself. Number eight. Um, all right. This is going to kind of, kind of go on to the cherry picking and the not educating yourself a little bit. Um, it's program hopping <laughs> and this is even for coaches. So I've often seen coaches doing programs and they tend to program hop all the time. They like are constantly changing things. Yes. CrossFit is constantly varied functional movement but it is not random programming with CrossFit. If you've been through your level one, you understand that there is a system that they use to actually build workouts. And it is honestly, if you are doing CrossFit, you should take your level one. I don't care if you're trying to be a trainer or not. I just think it is an amazing opportunity for people out there to be able to understand CrossFit a little bit better, but the program hopping, you know, they see so-and-so doing the proven program with Tia Claire, and then you see so-and-so following Frasier five, and then you've got the class programming doing this, um, or they're like mixing programs. They're like doing the class and they're doing this on the, on the side and then they're adding in this, like you should pick one and you should have a coach that's helping you out with, Hey, like if you're doing class, like I want you to add, you need to get stronger. So your goal is going to be following this structured strength program on top of class you know, or you're trying to build your aerobic base. So maybe you're doing some extra running twice a week, but it shouldn't be like just this random piece together bullshit that people tend to do. You also have to stick with the program long enough to see the benefits from it. So if you've only been doing a program for four weeks, you're not going to see the benefit. Most well-structured programs, you're going to start to see the benefit after 12 to 16 weeks because there is a progression built in. Um, all right. So that was number eight, I think. All right. So next one I have on here is CrossFit, um, like for classes, for GPP, uh, for overall fitness, wellness versus CrossFit as sport. These are very different now. And there was a time when CrossFit as GPP was very similar to CrossFit as sport. 
meaning you could pretty much take your class workout, add some extra strength work and some conditioning and be good to go. And the sport has evolved. It has changed dramatically. And it is really important for people to understand that there is a very big difference between the top level athletes in the sport of CrossFit versus the top level athletes in your classes. Okay. So they're very, very, very different, you know, so your classes are going to be geared towards movement patterns, towards loading and things that's going to be best for the general population. Most people are not going to be doing 55 thrusters at 185 in a workout on a Monday morning at 5:30 AM. So there is going to be some people out there that can do that, but most people are not. You know, so the, the sport is very different. And the fact that the volume that the athletes have to get accustomed to for competition is so different than the volume that you guys are getting accomplished or accustomed to in your CrossFit classes. You know, the goal behind the volume and the loading of most CrossFit Games athletes is that they have to be prepared for a multiple day competition where they're getting multiple workouts in per day with a lot of intensity, with a lot of repetitions, a lot, you know, so it's, it's fatiguing. And so their training at specific parts of their life is going to be geared towards getting them ready or for their other season going to be geared towards getting them ready for that volume, which goes on on my next one. And I actually might be on number nine or number 10. I don't even remember at this point. <laughs> so whatever number I'm on is not periodizing. If you are in a sport specific form of CrossFit training. So those of you guys that want to do well in the open, possibly uh, qualify for quarterfinals, semifinals, and then the games, you should be periodizing your training. That means that right now coming off of the games should be your off season. If your season ended in May after quarterfinals or after semifinals in June, that should be the start of your off season. And there is a really important thing that people miss about the off season. And that is one, taking some time to give yourself a little bit of break of the stress of training, um, meaning that you don't really have any expectations. You're just kind of like maybe doing some things, some assessment as to like where you could have made better grounds. So like a little bit of a reflection on where you need to actually improve this coming season. And then, and then going into that off season training, which is maybe prioritizing in that next phase, some of the things that you want to bring up, you're still working on the things that you are good at because you don't want to lose those skills, but you're actually focusing a little bit more on the things that you need to kind of bring up and, and that's going to help lead you into it. So periodization is so important for CrossFit now as a sport. It's not the same as it used to be where, you know, you're doing three on one off, you know, 365 days, you know, how many weeks we have in the year. It's a little bit different now. You might still train, but your training is going to look very different at different parts of your season. You know, and I'll be honest, I do think that we can all still benefit from general CrossFit. So even in the off season, I like to still add in, you know, basic Metcons, um, skill work, you know, all of those things. But the main focus of my extra sessions and my extra programming isn't just more CrossFit. It's specific, you know, like right now I have a very strong aerobic base. So in my off season, I'm going to be working on skills and strength. So I will probably be taking a little bit of a backseat burner on my aerobic capacity and working a little bit more on the high top end speed and top end power to make me more explosive. And those shorter Metcons are probably what I'm going to be sprinkling more of. And then maybe once or twice a week doing some long monostructural stuff like biking or rowing. So I think that I hit everyone. Uh, the only other one I didn't really put in here and I probably should have is it goes in with injuries. 
Um, and this is really big for those of you guys out there is, um, and I, and I do have a client, I'm not going to mention his name right now, but guys, when we're injured, it is so frustrating. And this is kind of maybe not a numbered one, but just like the last one I want to end on is we get injured, we get hurt, we, you know, whatever, we have a, a rough week and we don't even go to the gym because we see the workouts. We're like, well, we can't do that. We can't do that. We can't do that. The most important thing that you can do for yourself is to honestly respect yourself enough and value your fitness enough to be able to go to your CrossFit class, go to your instructor and say, Hey, I can't do anything overhead for like three weeks. I still want to come to the gym, but I'm going to need to modify these workouts. And I want to make them probably maybe, maybe you do want to take this as an opportunity to work on maybe some aerobic base. So I'd like to make my workouts a little bit longer, um, you know, work more lower body strength, um, maybe some other stuff. And that's where you should be working on those things too. So don't just skip the gym. If you're injured, keep that routine built in. Uh, and I think that's another mistake that people make that I didn't actually put on here as a number, but so anyways, guys, uh, this episode was really just kind of to give you guys a few things to think about. If you guys are CrossFitters out there and you're hitting the gym regularly and maybe, you know, you're not progressing enough. Maybe you're, you know, getting injured all the time. Maybe you just feel like you need something a little bit different. Maybe you just want to understand CrossFit a little bit better, educate yourself, but that's really all I want to talk about today, guys. I'm happy to be back on track with my podcast. Um, next week, I'm going to be talking about the top mistakes people make with uh, losing fat in the CrossFit world. Um, also, guys, next weekend, uh, April, August 15th, I was going to say April 15th, uh, 10 a.m. on Sunday morning, if you are local in the Stewart, Port St. Lucie, Jensen Beach, Jupiter, Palm Beach, wherever you live area, uh, I am going to be doing a live nutrition seminar on Sunday. Uh, would love to have you there personally. If you want the link, just shoot me a message. I will send it over to you to sign up. It is completely free. Uh, and I'm also offering metabolic assessments to anybody. Uh, if you're a listener here and you would like to have me take a look at your metabolic system and honestly look at your nutrition a little bit and give you some feedback, figuring out exactly where you should be starting if you have been stuck, uh, shoot me a message as well because I would love to connect with you. But that's it, guys. I'm going to try and keep this episode under 30 minutes and I will talk to you all soon.